Phil and the Venture and the only podcast in the world that goes through a movie minute by minute and reviews each minute to find the greatest minute in cinematic history. My name's Taylor. My name's Chris. And we continue our journey through. Ready, Ready or, or not, not, this is Minute 62. 62. Why'd you say the intro so fast? Because I, why well, this is the third time we've tried to record that the intro. That is a lie. And you have continued to do something to interrupt you my flow. You are a liar. And I demand satisfaction. Never. You would lie. Why would you lie about something like that? That's crazy. Wow. How are you going, Chris? <laughs> I am angry. Why are you angry? Because you've painted me as a as a get in the way era. Well, I feel like you've done that <laughs> successfully through your own uh, involvement in the podcast today. <laughs> oh, daggers. Boom. Daggers in the heart. Anyway, what did you want to talk about? Uh, I was at work this week. Mm-hmm. Just minding my own business. It was about five o'clock. I was going to go home in the next half hour. And I heard a snoring sound. A snoring sound? Like a like just a typical snoring sound? Was it like human? It was like a cartoonish <laughs> snore. It was like... <laughs> oh, not like that. That's just what? <laughs> that is not a cartoon. <laughs> not that a is snore. something awful from an awful... That, that, that sounds like something you'd hear in a vampire movie. <laughs> It was more People like sneaking through a castle there, and they look up and be like, "Oh, that's that's it for me." <laughs> okay, well, it wasn't that. It was it more was like not that line. It was like a okay, that's more cartoonish. Okay, so did you look around the office and find Elmer Fudd or Daffy Duck? <laughs> it was Duck? very Elmer Fudd actually. So I I stalked around the office, and there weren't that many people there. And I was looking behind desks. I was looking under chairs. I was trying. But you couldn't to find... just follow the sound. No, that was the thing. It sort of sounded like it was coming from everywhere. Wow, a surround sound snore. Mm. Very cool. So I did a full lap of the office and I finally found it. Behind my desk, there's a meeting room and there was a man fully asleep in the meeting room. Okay. <laughs> Just stretched out on the couch. What was his attire? What was he wearing? He was wearing a work uniform. Was that a suit or what is no, that? No, no, it was more like uh, not, not high-vis but field gear. Okay, so okay, cool. Uh, it was like je- it was jeans and like a work shirt, and then some like scrappy joggers. Did he look sweaty? No, he looked like he'd been in an aircon all day. Okay, and he had um, his cap over his eyes, even though he's indoors. And was the light off in the room? Yeah. Okay, and is the glass around? Is it describe the room? Is it's it, quite, look, it looks like a great nap area. Is it an open room where you can like walk down the hallway and like look into the room or is it a wall, like a proper sealed wall? It's glass, but it's tempered. So you can kind of look through a slit and yeah, see and straight like, through. There's like blurs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I found him and I was like, well, it's five <laughs> o'clock. Did you wake him up? No. See, this is the thing. I was like, well, I'm going to be here for another half hour. So maybe he'll wake up in the next half hour. I kept working. Came to 5.30 and I went, well... I don't know if this guy is <laughs> intending to sleep here all night or if he was meant to wake up four hours ago. I'm not sure. So I walked around the floor and there was only one other person left. And I went up to him like, hey, okay. when are you going home? And he's like, oh, six. And I went, all right, just so you know, there's a man <laughs> in this room who is fully asleep. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, do whatever you will with that, and then just left. He's like, I'm calling the police. And you're like, no, don't do that way. <laughs> Get my bat on. You're like, no, that's not what He's I came up for mind. at all. He wanted me to show him, so I showed him. We were both peeking through the thing, and the guy just stared with his hat on me like... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what would be great? What? If some person you worked with saw you and the guy... St- 
sticking their heads, like kind of peeking into the room. And we're like, <laughs> what's all this about? And you guys left and mm. he and they went up and then they looked through and went, huh, interesting. And then they did the whole idea to the head and the next minute they're like step right up and see the amazing sleeping man for five dollars and there's like a line outside the building and people are like wow dad we're gonna see the sleeping man and this poor guy works up we we, he's put into a coma (laughs) so the guy injects him so he never wakes up and they feed him on drips and stuff Jesus. And he's like, now he's a theme at your at your work. You have to get in line for the sleeping man to get to your office. You're like, God damn. <laughs> Imagine that. Maybe, well, you know what? Be a bit of revenue for What a crazy time. They're like, oh, the smelly woman's desk. Take <gasps> pictures. And you're like, get out of here. Yeah. And they'll be like, she uses the broom as defense. <laughs> How many farts did she fart today? I did many. <laughs> Many, constantly. The thing was, I was I went into work the next day and he wasn't there. Yeah, because he probably got fired. <laughs> His boss probably came in and went, hey, we need to talk. I mean, this isn't the first time that I've come across sleeping colleagues. I think what's happened is he, like, he's in high-vis. He's probably outside to he that day. He was indoors all day. All right, then why is he wearing high-vis? He just, this is just what he likes to wear. Okay, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a choice? Well, it's, it's just not high-vis, but it's work gear. So, like, you could see him walking around in a swamp or something and be like, that man's working. But he wasn't at all. No. Ah, okay. I've slept at work before because we do medical tests. We look at the computer, so the lights are off and off, so we're in the dark. And there's beds everywhere. Mm. So come midday sometimes, you're like, oh, I'm sleepy. So I'll spend my lunch break lying on a bed having a little nappy for 40 minutes sewing. Well, if that's on your lunch break, that makes sense. And then I go all day. <laughs> <laughs> and someone will wake me up and say a woman was in here and told me to wake me wake you up before I left. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> and now you're a, you're a theme. And you're, you're a ride at this uh, workplace. I'm like, no, they got me. No. Yeah, I mean, in the past, I've seen I've seen colleagues asleep at desks, and I leave them be because I've also fallen asleep at my desk many times. If you're listening, boss, uh, boss of Taylor, never. She has done it every every day every before day. she goes to bed. I'm like, uh, this is my third sleep for today, <laughs> and my first one at the house. If you know what I mean, that's what she says. You know to me. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time, when I used to work in another building, there was a sick bay, and that was like sleep central. And it feels really awkward if you have to go wake someone up in the sick bay because someone who's actually sick needs to use the sick bay. Okay, yeah, that would be <laughs> awkward. Did you feel like this guy? You needed to wake him up. I was just more like. How loud was the snoring when you went close to the pretty, room? It was pretty. It was like I could hear it at my desk. It was like. You should have uh, left a note just saying you need a CPAP study or a sleep. You need a sleep study. That's Re- very rude. Go to your GP. Snorolazor. That's what I would have read. Wow. Snorolazorus. Get checked. I mean, it was less loud than some of your snores, but. Wow. I didn't realize. I didn't realize I was on trial here, but I guess I'm wrong. You know he's not on trial for their sleep behaviour. <laughs> it's, it's Gracie great. It's in Ready or Not, Minute 62. Taylor, did your uh, prediction come true? Uh, kind of half true. I said we would go back to the butler and Grace would steal his car. Ooh, kind of close. Half marks. Half marks. I'll give you two out of five. Thank you. What about you? I said that Fitch Bradley and Aunt Helena would have an awkward conversation in the kitchen while sharing a sandwich. She'd ask something like, how many people have you killed before? And he'll say none. And she would say something like, 
you're a little coward, bitch. And then he'd have to reply to that. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. None of that happened. We didn't see any of them this minute. In fact, it kind of broke my heart a little because that would have been beautiful. So what we did see is we we came back to Daniel and and his uh, sister, Emily, and their son, Georgie, in the goat barn. Yep. And Georgie had just been saying how he shot Grace in the hand because all the other people in the house were trying to kill her. And Emily had gone, I'm so proud of you, Georgie. And then we had a shot of Daniel's face kind of just looking disgusted for yeah. maybe seven seconds. Just and I was like, like yeah, go off, Daniel. And then I worked it all out in that seven seconds. What? I worked it all out. You worked it out. I worked it all out in seven seconds. All I needed was to see Daniel's facial expression after say, seeing that, and I worked it all out. Do you want to tell us what this is now? Or do you want to going wait to sacrifice end? himself at some point to this movie to save Grace from certain death. You reckon he's going to be the... Sacrifice victim. No, I said he's going to sacrifice himself at some point during this movie to save Grace from certain death. Okay. Meaning he'll jump in front of a bullet. He'll see someone get trying to stab her and get in the way and intervene and get stabbed himself. And then that family member will be like, oh, my God, I'm awful. I just killed my son or my brother. Wow. And they have to live with that for the rest of their life, which could be soon because dawn's coming. Dawn's coming. So that's my prediction. I reckon that's going to happen. He's going to sacrifice himself. Wow. You know what? Solid prediction. Because he thinks the family is terrible and he's like, I'm part of this. How can I change? That's what I reckon. I'm so fucking like, I'll bet any sort of money. <laughs> oh, well, let's bet. All right. Fucking let's do it. Uh, um, a bottle of spirits. Okay. Done. A bottle of spirits. You hear it first. I mean, it's weird that I'm betting because I think it's, it's probably going to happen, but, you know, <laughs> let's make it interesting. All right. Yep. A bottle of spirits. Daniel dies sacrificing himself to save Grace, but it has to be Grace. He can't just die. Okay. All right. He can't kill himself. And he has to willingly sacrifice And he has himself. to willingly sacrifice. He can't just accidentally fall over. <laughs> that would be a fucking... Imagine that end. Like just Daniel's <laughs> like... I'm off, and he trips down the stairs, and they're like, no, that's Daniel wrote out of the play. All right. You're done. I'm going to, okay, so you're saying he's going to sacrifice himself. I'm going to say slightly different. Okay. Daniel will kill one of the family. Ooh, but Grace doesn't have to be present. No, no. Fantastic. I love that as well. So, ooh, what if what if Daniel kills someone who's about to kill Grace? Like, Aunt Helena is about to get her, and he kills Aunt Helena doing it. Is that still a sacrifice? He doesn't die, but he's kind of sacrificing the the love his family has for him. <laughs> if that happens, ah, uh, I think that we both buy a bottle or something and just get drunk. Yeah, <laughs> all right, all right. If that happens, we're gonna we get toast, drunk. We taste Daniel's. We memory. toast a ready or not into Daniel, our favorite alcoholic. Yeah. All right. Well, we left. We leave Team Fuck Up in the in the goat pit with evil kid, and we travel to Grace, who's. Out in the opening now. She yeah. was in the forest before. She's come to a clearing, which looks strangely like St. Uh, Lucia Park. Yeah, it looks like maybe the mansion is part of like a gated community yeah, or something. Yeah, like it's very green. Anyway, she's come to this clearing. But she's, open now. She's running through the park. Yep. And then the car just pulls up onto the park and starts chasing her. And the butler's like, ha, <laughs> Yeah, he laughed. What a freak. So he's, she's running and the car's like behind her. Could have hit her with a car. Yeah. All he had to do was speed up. He did not speed up. I don't understand that. I think maybe he tried to, but she jumped out of the way. I so thought then she he... fell over and he just turned right for some reason. Yeah. That I was don't weird. know why. She fell over. 
He pulled over, got out of the car while she's running away, chased her down and mm. tackled her to the ground. Yeah. And I thought she was going to clock him with a rock because you saw her grab something. I'm like, is that a rock? But then she kind of, tell me what you thought happened. Okay. I don't know. It looked like she put something in his ear. Mm. It didn't look like someone getting smacked with a rock. No. All right. It looked like she kind of put dirt or soil in his ear and he was like, ah! <laughs> it was really confusing because there was no real hit, <laughs> but she wasn't gripping anything Was it either. poo? Did I she th- grab poo? No, I think what she did, I think she might have been touching the burn. Oh. And pushing the because he got he got burnt by the tea and all his skins fucked Absolutely. up. Absolutely, I think that's what she was hurting. Well, I thought she grabbed a rock, and then it was going to clonk him. But then he was like screaming in agony, but and she, I'm like, oh, she inserted something in his ear. But she had like an open hand. Okay, so she touched his burn. Okay, and I then think she, that's what happened. She got the upper hand because she started to choke that motherfucker out with part of her dress. She ripped it off and she started strangling with the cloth, and he's not having a good day. Yeah, she somehow managed to get from under because she was on the ground and he was on top of her. She hits his burn and then somehow... Oh. Well, she flipped him because he arrived in pain. She threw him off, went okay. around and started strangling him. And that's when the movie, that's mm-hmm. when the minute ended. Oh, she's, it was so tense. She's strangling out the butler. Oh, my gosh. With a piece of cloth and she in was, a park. And she was saying, you motherfucker, that's you right. fucker. She's like, so what did you rate the minute? Oh, I loved it. It was a, finally a nice bit of good action. I'm going to give it 52. I gave it 52. Get out of my head. I will never. What? And what do you predict for the next minute? So, the butler's either going to die or not. Mm Mm-hmm. I reckon I'm going to go Team Grace. I reckon she's going to choke that butler out. I agree. I think the butler's going to die. I think that's it. Unless there's a last-ditch effort, he either gets out of it somehow and then tries to get the car, but she gets him again or something. Oh, because he dropped the gun. That's right. He had a gun. He had a gun. That's right. We forgot to say when he tackled to the ground, he tried to like he put a gun to her head, and she like really easily just slapped it out of his hand. Yeah. I thought that was really easy. Mm. But there's a loose gun next to them, so I think maybe the butler escapes, tries to get the gun, but she'll get there first and shoot him in the face. Or maybe she gets in the car and runs him down. Oh. oh. All right. So somehow he gets out. He goes for the gun. <laughs> she goes for the car, and he she hits him. That's what happens, right? Yeah. All right. We got two. We got like well, four predictions. Like, yeah. Well, we got one each and then a shared prediction. All right. I'm, I think the last one. She hits him with the car and he has the gun. That's it. I want to add on to my okay. prediction. Chokes him out. And then when she does, the the phone rings. But his phone rings. Ooh. And it's the dad? Yeah. And it says like FaceTime request from dad. And she says something like, if you want to speak to the butler. You have to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two predictions. Oh, a couple actually, like five. A ten. A ten. If any, if any are true, great. If any are, if they're all not, then boo. boo. I have a show called Stand Up Improvise at the City Comedy Club on the seventeenth of January. Please get tickets. It's very good. Um, the tickets are at the Sit Down Comedy Club website. Featuring several previous yeah, Dave guests. Dave Viscate, Jack podcast. Knight, uh, Cameron and Rosa. <laughs> Uh, they're all good. They're all very funny. And uh, Taylor Edwards is doing support. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah come so hang out. Bloody come and have a laugh. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye. Binge Minute is produced by Brisbane comedians Chris Martin and Taylor Edwards. You can follow us on Instagram at Piss Martin and at Taylor Edwards Comedian or on Facebook at Chris Martin Comedian and Taylor Edwards. Get 
in touch with us at bingeminute at gmail.com with any questions, comments about the podcast, or suggestions about what we should watch next. If you've been enjoying Binge Minute, help us out by giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. We'll be back soon with more Binge Minute. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Binge Minute.